and welcome to Cruising for a Reviews and the podcast where I get a friend to watch a Tom Cruise movie they've never seen before and then review it with me. I'm your host, Cara Westworth, and today I'm joined by my friend Sally. Hi. Hey, Sally, how are you going? <laughs> oh, I'm doing well after a depressing night of watching heavy films. Yes, we are doing another heavyish movie in a row. Uh, I'm really sorry for that, everyone. No lighthearted 80s romps this time. Uh, We chose the movie Magnolia. It is a 1999 film directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, who was under 30 when he directed this. Yeah, like 28. Yeah, it's kind of offensive, to be honest. (laughs) What am I doing with my life? I know. He directed three films before he was 30. Yeah, and good films. Yeah, really, really good films. Like somehow he got Tom Cruise in a movie, like his second big movie. Mm-hmm. Blows your mind. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, Magnolia, it is a, I guess, a pretty dark film that explores a few different topics that we'll get into. But mm-hmm. I would like to know, since you hadn't seen it before, what did you think? Uh, look, it had some really heavy moments. It's a bit recently going, you're reaching a climax. You're like, I've still got another hour of this to go. <laughs> but by the end of it, yeah, like a lot of reflection. So, yeah, enjoyed uh, some of the filmmaking. And it was just, I'm just sitting there kind of going, oh! Look at the shots. Look at the shots. Yeah, he's, that's yeah he's, my film brain. So he's um the way he films things. Like he's uh, I think we were looking noticing last night when I was watching it how every shot sort of just keeps moving. Like it's the move. He never does really still shots. It's or, always or when he does still though, like it's beautiful. Like there's a beautiful like two yeah. shot. We've just got the character standing opposite sides of the frame yeah. and just having a whole conversation or the um. Some beautiful shot, reverse shot with the, the uh, what's his name, Dixon and the rap. Mm. Like, yep. yeah, just some magic moments that you're almost like, he's got this toolbox of camera techniques and I'm going to use them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show that I know what I'm doing. And yeah. Yeah. Great cinematographer on that. Yeah. Very, very good. Okay. So would you say that you liked the film? I liked the film. Um, there was part of me probably like school holidays, you know, Sunday night. It would have been nice to have something light. But, yeah, I don't know how I kind of missed it. And, mm. yeah, I, yeah, whether or not that was just a stage where I was judging movies by its cover and the cover yeah. isn't all that appealing at the time. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know how that's off my radar because, like, I love Boogie Nights, saw Boogie Nights, but, yeah, this yeah. one. Yeah, because you're – like a film teacher and yeah so yeah so when, <laughs> really, really when you said that you want to do that I had to think I like last night even I was like she hasn't seen it right because this seems like a movie that you should have seen yeah I, f- I feel I feel <laughs> a bit of shame in having missed it but on the plus side hey this made sure that I've now seen it yes so and it I've good redeemed myself when I was trying to work out who to get to do this I'm like, I need someone who is really into film like not someone who's just like ah, I don't care about film I just like I just watch them and Whatever, I need yep. someone who actually wanted to talk about some of the filmy stuff. Uh, that said, I don't know how much time we'll have to get super into depth to it because there are so many characters. Oh, yeah. And a lot going on. The film, I guess when I think about what the overall theme of the film is, I'm kind of, I don't know whether it's about fate or chance. Like it's kind of the way they introduce it starts off with talking about chance and how, you know, this thing happened and then I don't want to give it away. Basically, like one example is a kid tries to commit suicide, but as he jumps and he would have survived the fall, his parents are fighting with a gun and the gun shoots him through the window and it kills him and it kind of introduces like... Coincidence. Well, coincidence, yeah. Things like that. And then it kind of, all the characters in this movie all sort of end up being connected. There's completely random people who you think couldn't possibly be connected. And then very slowly we realise every single yeah. one of them is somehow connected in some way. And yeah, it was yeah. Really, really I found, I found Yeah, I found the coincidence stuff almost a bit of a distraction tool. Because when I sort of started thinking about it afterwards, I'm like, they didn't come together quite as much as you'd imagine. Like there's some other films where they deliberately bring yeah. the storylines together and it's like, oh, 
literally they all end up in the same room or the same party. Yeah. This one I was sort of like, oh, no, there's so much deep stuff going on. Instead I started looking at the parallel storylines and, mm. you know, these, yeah, two male, you know, matriarchs or, you know, patriarchs of the family yeah. that have just done some pretty rotten shit to, Ooh, to yeah. people in their family. Actually, if we're going to talk about what the movie's about, it's about bad men doing bad things to their children, basically. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, a bit of karma, uh, dying of cancer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dying, dying horribly, and uh, yeah. Spoiler alert: the the bad guys die badly. Yep. Uh, and it's well deserved, as it turns out. Okay. Well, let's go over the story, I guess, mm-hmm. in a general sort of sense. Uh, so, there's some of the characters, some of the key players in this. Tom Cruise's character. He is Frank T. J. Mackey. We see him pretty early on. Uh, there's actually an ad on TV. And he is basically a pickup artist who runs seminars and does ads and like a telephone service about picking up women and fucking them. Yep. And which is kind of weird because it's so much earlier than pickup artistry before pickup artistry yeah. became so mainstream. Yes, yeah. Hitchy is not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it was. I mean, you know, we talk about incels and pickup artists and stuff now and for the last five or so years, but 1999. Uh, people would have been like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. This is wild. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, he's, the first time you see him, he's uh, TV ad. It's um, the phone number is 1877-TAME-HER. <laughs> <laughs> Cringe. <laughs> and, yeah, just talking about how to pick up women's And it's like him and these women writhing all over him. And it's yep. like the cheesiest ad ever. Apparently, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson ran that ad on late night TV months oh, no. before the movie actually came out. <laughs> So people would watch it and go, what the fuck? That's Tom Cruise. Like, what happened to Tom Cruise? Like, no, but did, but did they get calls? Like, did they at least I don't know. Like, that's scary. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I saw Tom, I'm like, I just got to call this to see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of cool. So, yeah, that's our first introduction to him. So he's one of the main players. Uh, the next big character would be... Um, oh, because we kind of jumped. Yeah, I sort of wrote it was just like, okay, we're getting a bit of an opening montage because I, I don't know whether it was because I was listening on headphones, but the music was very overpowering in that mm. beginning. Like, so even when you they're going I'm trying to trying to take on details about these characters and like as I said the, the ad on TV is there but it's competing with the music and I'm just, you know like am I trying to am I am I meant to be getting much of this or is this just for me to get a taste before I then actually get to I think see these ta- people in the in their world it's definitely a Paul Thomas Anderson thing because I immediately after watching Magnolia last night I watched Punch Drunk Love oh, yeah. and that's another thing where like they're just so much going on and this is one piece of music that's yep. kind of a little bit too loud yes for what you're trying to listen to going over I worked, yeah, yeah, I worked out by the end of the film. I'm like, oh, it's okay, it's a thing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, we introduced a whole bunch of different characters. Like, uh, actually, one of the first characters is Officer Jim, played by John C. Riley, oh, yes. yeah. attending like a domestic disturbance and yeah, with a very oh. distraught black woman <laughs> screaming at him because as it turned, we found out quickly that she's killed her white husband and put him in the cl- in the closet. And she's like screaming at him not to go into the closet and how dare you. Yep. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we're introduced to a very sweet, innocent Officer Jim, not a bit of a bumbling cop. Oh, yeah, with all the soliloquies in the car to himself. Yeah, like, oh, no, like, so I wonder how many cops <laughs> sit in their car, especially in America, and just monologue like that, like, as if they're on the TV show Cops. Maybe. Like, this fantasize. <laughs> I bet most of them do. Yeah. Uh, we also meet Linda, played by Julianne Moore. Um, at the time, she's talking to, to a doctor about her dying mm-hmm. husband, and she's kind of having a bit of a freak out because he's getting closer to death and he's feeling a lot of pain, and the doctor's like, okay, we've got some ideas for you, and we kind of get introduced to this woman who is not in a good 
way. No, like, no, no. She's having a real bad time. We then meet her husband, Earl Partridge, uh, played by Jason Robards. He's talking to his nurse, Phil, who mm-hmm. is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, what a cutie, young Philip Seymour oh, Hoffman. Oh, yes. <laughs> what a sweet character. Yeah. Even when they tried to make him seem a little bit seedy. Like, yeah, yeah, but, then but it was like, really like, seedy. <laughs> We also meet Jimmy Gator, played by Philip Baker Thor. I don't think I wrote his name down properly. He hosts a TV show and... What do kids know? What do, what do kids know? And then that's how we get introduced to another character. Uh, Stanley, who is basically two days away from becoming... Like a being, record. A record. record of the um, most amount of time on the show. Yep. Which we then introduce us to Donnie, who in the 60s actually got that record. So yep. this is, yeah, all these characters... Off the bat, uh, coming together as being connected in some small ways. Yeah. We don't know how much yet. Uh, who else are we? Stanley. Oh, Claudia. Claudia, yes. So uh, that's all addict. Poor Claudia, my goodness. Yeah. At first, you, like the way she's introduced, you think she's just a wreck and it's like it's something that she's done to herself, but we're going to find out pretty soon that that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, she is, So her dad is Jimmy Gator and he comes to her house. She's got a male visitor over mm-hmm. and... It's kind of implied that she may be doing sex work or something because uh, she has a really, really bad cocaine habit. And he tries to talk to her and she just won't take one second of it and just screams right. him out of the house. Yeah, spends about two minutes asking him to leave yeah, in yeah. a really polite way. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Which, because she was screaming so much and then later to kind of, I guess, get over that ordeal, she cranks up her Amy Mann music really, really loudly yep. and that's when Officer Jim comes to her house. Responding and... to a complaint. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, they all start coming in- interconnected mm-hmm. and it's all very interesting. It's one of those things where, like, like I'm looking at my notes right now and there's... So much happens because I just scribble as a, a little dot point of what's happening at any one time just so I know when I'm going along. But there's no way we can get through. Like I was talking about Linda and how she, you know, she was kind of like a gold digger kind of situation. She married a much older man for his money and, and then, then fell in love with him. Then ended up, as he's dying, she falls in love with him and wants <laughs> to, you know, not be the sole inheritor yeah. of the will. So, yeah, going through all that, I think this is one of those movies where I highly recommend people go and watch it. If you hate Tom Cruise, and I don't know why you're listening to this podcast if you do, but if you hate him, please don't worry about that because Tom Cruise I mean Tom Cruise plays a very hateable character for the most part and if, you don't, um, and if you don't have three hours, you know, even just go online and read a plot summary and yeah. find out what happened to all these yeah. other people. But I highly, <laughs> I highly recommend watching this movie. It's very, very good. Um, some people kind of see it. Some people found find it a little bit wanky. Well, it's 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 an uh, it's not a film made for entertainment. It's a mm. it's a filmmaker who got a chance to tell uh, yeah. a young man's story, which and he it's was. all centered around San Fernando Valley, which a certain kind of person lives in that part of the US mm. and, you know, mostly affluent white people. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's focused on a bit of that. Uh, it is very, very white dominant cast. I think mm-hmm. there's like three black characters. Oh, because you've got the angry black woman trope yeah, well yeah. represented. Oh, yeah. Straight <laughs> and then, off the and then bat. Then the gangsters. You know, yeah, and, yeah, and like yeah. the... Up to no good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not in those senses, yeah, that's not ideal, but it was focusing on an, a part of America that probably still has a lot of those tropes existing in real life, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. So uh, so instead of going through it all, I highly recommend people uh, watch the movie. Um, you can find out how every single character does intersect. So I guess mm. what I'm proposing is that we focus on Tom Cruise's character. Oh, and a great scene. character arc, yes. Yes. So like I said, we introduced to him. He's a pickup artist. His name is Frank T.J. Mackey. And oh, he... oh my God, hate him immediately. Yeah, he comes him... up and it's just the yeah, opening music. 
sleep thing. Like <laughs> the silhouette on the stage. Oh, oh yeah, so yeah, the first. Oh my god, the first thing that after they had is he has a seminar, like at a what do you call it, a hotel uh, in their conference convention room. room yeah. Conference room, yeah, and it's all full of young men who want to pick up chicks and don't have one iota of respect for women whatsoever. And well, they've one, been hard done by some. Oh, of them, been, yeah. Some of them have been rejected. I yeah. mean, come on. That's, yeah. Uh, so he's like his his silhouette on the thing, and, and it's the like, two thousand and one theme. Bum, yeah, bum, he's doing so his stuff dramatic. with his arms. <laughs> <laughs> I set up his character so well. Like, can you imagine how many of these people exist out there and everything? And like, oh, and then when if it comes on, like, duh, duh, and then the lights come on and you can see him standing there. And, like, the, the banner behind him is, like, him as this big, like, wild cat and then he's chasing a smaller cat and it says... It, no pussy has nine lives or something? No, no pussy has nine <laughs> lives. Like, oh! oh but imagine... It- there was part of me wondering a bit of tongue in cheek where you're like, is it almost it's like the Tom Cruise, the notion of his ego from this big start? Like it's almost in, an embodiment of what I guess people may project him as or, so, or see him as. This is so my this is my husband's one of his favorite movies. And last night we were talking, we were talking about it and throughout it because we've seen it a few times. Ben keeps going on back to this is what Tom Cruise is like. I'm like, he's not a sleazy TV company. I said, no, 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 it's not about not the job sort of thing, but that's this TJ Mackey character has such a veneer of in control and, mm. you know, knows exactly what to say and all that sort of stuff. But then, which we're going to get to soon, like he's not like that really? not in real life, but that's, and like it is what Tom Cruise is like. Like anyone I know who has interacted with Tom Cruise in some way, yep. not that he's rehearsed it, but he knows exactly what to say at any one time and mm. his, his whole life is like, he's just, he's acting pretty much all the time. Yeah, he's, yeah, PR all the time. Yeah. yeah. So that was true, but it's so unlike Tom Cruise to play such a different role because we hadn't really we haven't really seen him maybe in Rain Man like as a bit of a dickhead like a scumbag yeah. like this is like proper scumbag yeah bad bad guy oh what he's preaching yeah it's it's <laughs> So yeah, like everyone's, oh. uh, everyone, especially in the late 90s, have, would have had this idea of Tom Cruise as being like, cause, you know, the whole Scientology stuff hadn't come out. Yep. He hadn't met um, uh, Katie Holmes and hadn't jumped on the couch yet and yeah, yeah. kind of set everyone off on edge. Everyone sort of had this idea like this is a very straight kind of guy who plays action heroes and plays some serious roles. But yeah, mm. no, this was seemed like a real break yes, from what yeah, he's done previously, but, yeah. um, which is very interesting and, you know. To play such a gross character, like, I can't imagine asking Tom Cruise and, like, would you be interested in playing this piece of shit, please? (laughs) And not even, like, he does end up being interesting, but, like, you know. Initially has no redeeming qualities that you can see. Like, even when, even when he's off, off set or off stage at his seminar. He's even worse. He's, yeah, he's just, okay, through and through. Yeah, he's, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so uh, so yeah, we're going. We're seeing him on that stage for the first time, yep. and then one of his first lines. <laughs> oh my god, I loved it. it I'm so sorry so to say to make people listen to these outside of watching the movie, but it's respect the cock, tame the cunt. <laughs> Like, and seeing Tom Cruise say the word cunt is so jarring because I have seen him swear in movies before, but that's like to an American, that is an intense word. And, and, and the context too, as well. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. just yeah, using it um, in a in a slander way. Like it's yeah, yeah, it's very. It's, <laughs> oh, and he says it keeps saying things like bush and pussy and all every possible word for vulva oh. that you could possibly imagine. And well, oh. I, love, I love the background of the um the PowerPoint slide at one point in the background. You just get this sneaking passing point, but it's um how to turn that friend quotation marks into a sperm receptacle. Oh, <laughs> no, I didn't <laughs> 
like, did I did I just see that? But yeah, within um, the same context of what he's talking about, you're like, oh no, his booklet's probably a lot worse. Oh yeah, and he's got so <laughs> many booklets manual. all color coded and like, okay, open your blue booklet to this. And like, what is the, his first thing that he says to do is um, create a fake story of tragedy. Oh yeah, to lure a girl in <laughs> and all that stuff. And I know this stuff exists, like in all the, in pickup artistry. Like that's these are things like actual techniques. That's why yeah. it's so bizarre. This is a thing they're doing in 1999 when it's not mainstream knowledge. Oh, no, it's, it's so and that's why I think the retrospectively, when you're like, you know, where it's set and in the future, you're like, uh, you couldn't probably get away with that with the Me Too movement now. Like just <laughs> the idea of promoting taking what you want from yeah. women. Yeah, um. but I mean, it's, it's <laughs> like, I imagine there's someone else. Oh, they they do. Not only that, I can't remember where I found it somewhere online where some douchebag is doing a convention in Florida and it's like the 21 something or other and it's about men taking back their becoming masculine men and how you know we've, oh, they've all become wussified by you know feminism and oh, all this no. sort of stuff and at this, concurrently at the same time they're having the 22 one it's like an extra number on there because it's for women mm. and so women become you know the most feminine womanly thing about pleasing your man oh, like Stepford Wives yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's hilarious because it's $2,000 to do and like how do you how these women who are meant to be staying at home not working (laughs) spend two thousand dollars on this seminar and like talking about how and have heaps of babies and blah blah blah, like learn how to have heaps of babies like oh we we know how to have heaps of babies maybe some of us just aren't choosing to have a hundred babies while not working barefoot and pregnant and oh it's so so anyway that sort of stuff happens even regardless of the the me too movement unfortunately because i saw that like two days ago fuck I'd have thrown my, like, drama teaching geek thing as well. The big thing I noticed about Tom's character was very Il Capitano, the way he was strutting around, oh, presenting, when he's, when he's presenting doing... his groin first. Like, it's and just like... cock is leading the way on the stage. Oh, when <laughs> he does that thing, I'm like, I'm so, like, I don't know how to feel. I love you, Tom Cruise. And this could technically, technically be sexy, but he's, like, kind of, like, simulating. Simulating, woman. yeah. And it's so gross. And he's, he's wearing to... oh. a tight black leather vest over a brown shirt and it is the worst time. I feel like YouTube should almost have that pre-cut with some like hip-hop R&B music because that kind of is the sort of yeah. thing they're doing yeah, their videos thing, like yeah, on stage. Like... But everybody's cheering it and you're like, that's it's awkward. It's... Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to know how you fuck women, dude. Gross. Yep. Yeah, so that's how, this is how we're introduced to him. Like, hey, you know, he's a very confident man. Mm. He's the way he's talking and like he's getting everyone to cheer and he's just saying all the right things to impress his very impressionable young male crowd. Yeah. At one point they you know, cuts to him asking, talking to a young guy who basically fancies a girl and she's rejected him and how they're like, he kept calling her, what was it, Denise? And called call Denise the Peace and like this yeah. horrible stuff. And poor Denise is like, whoa, holy fuck, I just didn't want to have sex with that guy. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, pretty intense, but that, that establishes the character really, really nicely. And then we get to uh, see him. He's like, have a, they have a break, and he's getting interviewed. And a young black woman is going to interview him, and she's probably the only the sanest character in the whole of all the characters in the whole thing. She's the most put together yeah. character, and she so she's interviewing him, and she's sort of playing along with how it, like he's in his underwear, so he's changing, and he's just carrying Those tidy on. whities. Oh my god, pants down his. But I didn't even know if he actually changed. Like the pants when we see. Him, the pants are like down yeah, at his ankles just, already and lady pulls them up. Yeah, it was weird. But he's like on times 100. So whatever he was on stage, he's even worse like in front of her showing up. And he he thinks the cameras are rolling because then she says, okay, we're going to start rolling now. He's like, oh, oh what? You, you missed out some really good stuff there. <laughs> like, like he... <laughs> Just does like a back somersault into a flip and jumps up. And like yep. it's it's intense. And then like, and then pulls his pants back off after Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's just asserting yeah. dominance by looking and at me. Panting and panting like my... a dog. And then he's sitting there like the, the, oh, yuck. He, the, the, the camera shot is focused right on her reacting. So we obviously we yeah. see over his shoulder, but we can see enough that he's like panting like a dog. It's just 
yeah. out of control. He's out of control, like a kid with severe or like ADHD. a guy on Oprah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> a precursor? I don't know. Oh, no. Uh, the interview is really interesting because, yeah, he she is playing the long game, I guess, with him because she's, you know, feeding into his ego. She's... Um, and he's like, some women hate me. She's like, I can't, I can't imagine that's true. Yeah. And things like that. And he's like, he doesn't say it, but he's basically like, feminists don't like me kind of thing. And mm-hmm. women think they're so good when they can resist me, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, she feeds into that. But as it goes along and it's intercut with all the other different characters that we don't focus on one character for a super long time in this movie. Mm. But then she starts asking him about his past and he's like, you know, my mom supports me. She's like, go get him tiger to me and everything. My dad died when I was quite young. You know, it's no big deal. I went to some prestigious university, blah, blah, blah. And then she starts sort of going, calling him out on each thing really carefully. And like, she's like, that's not your real name, is it? And he admits that he changed his name. And she's like, okay, that's why it was so hard to find records. They couldn't find any records in either name at that university and he's like oh yeah I didn't actually I wasn't officially like oh, just just some professors let me sit in on some classes yeah yeah <laughs> you know, rag, it's a rags of registry <laughs> he didn't get a free ride blah 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 yeah and um yeah so then she starts talking about his family and like she brings up this name and you can start oh, yeah, then, yeah the nurse or was it some it was his neighbor and who ended up being his caretaker yeah. so she quickly reveals that actually his mum died when he was quite young when he was mm. a teenager and his dad left them while his mum was very very sick yeah and when his mum finally died, the neighbour ended up looking after him. And so you see his face change. Like, oh, yeah. He just, is so, like, yep. so confident and cocky and he is just getting angrier and I guess... Well, she's getting very... Initially, it's very defensive. Like, he even yeah. sort of starts trying to laugh her off almost. Like, mm. you know, what are you really... Oh, you're, you're here to start something, that sort of thing. And very jokey, but, yeah, then a very... Yeah, he retreats very much then into himself. Like, it's it's hurting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, so by the end, when she's really sort of confronted him and... The, you know, he's like, I don't hear a question in all this. And she says, well, I guess my question is, why are you lying? And he just stops. Like, he just won't engage anymore. And he's just sitting there. And it's one of my favorite gifts that I use all the time where he's just furious. Like, you can see around it and you can see his jaw, like, going crazy. Like, he's twitching. grinding his oh, teeth. Yeah. And he just says, I'm quietly judging you. Yes. And... <laughs> And which, you know, he's trying to make it seem like he's judging her, but really he's like burning up with rage inside that. Well, like a petulant child just refuses to continue or engage yeah. with the interview anymore. Because it would be, <laughs> I guess it would be shocking. In, 19, in the late 90s, like the internet was not what it is now. No. It wasn't bloody Wikipedia. So getting on TV, like, because I think that's what he makes a reference to it being a national TV yeah. interview because he thinks it's his potential to get out there and, yeah. you know, and be heard by more. To be found out by this journalist. I don't know why he was. Now, like journalists have been digging up shooting people since well before the internet so yep. uh yes but he was you know wasn't expecting that he was expecting it just to be this great piece about how much he kicks ass and takes n- literally numbers from women and i think he was expecting by the end of the interview it might have given him a blowjob like he just yeah, yeah, he seems yeah, to play it up like, like that every so woman can't resist <laughs> That she was going to fuck him afterwards. Like, yeah. Oh, what about when he first takes her out of, because she goes into the seminar and then meets up with him at the end and he's like, oh, you should go up right now. You're not safe here. Oh, yeah, in the, in the like, room full of oh, men that I've just room. taught. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so bad. Yeah, we sort of see the veneer of, like, confidence and arrogance and everything, like, 
crumble away and that mm. there's this very sad, angry man underneath who yep. is furious at being out, especially but not only by a woman, but like a woman of colour. Like I imagine guys like him would be particularly offended by something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, she was definitely the mm. probably the cleverest character of all of them. Like she was the only one who didn't have terrible problems. She was just there to do a job and she was a great character. I wish she had a bit more time mm. outside of just yeah. TJ Mackey. I guess what we need to do now is go back to some of the, the characters that interconnect with yeah, parallel Mackey. Parallel going on with the, is it yeah, Earl and the... Yeah, so basically Earl? Earl, we figure out, so she actually admits, says, isn't isn't Earl Partridge your father? And we're like, hey, Earl Partridge, that's that guy who's dying in bed with Nurse yeah. Phil. When we go back to Earl, we realise, oh, that's... TJ Mackey's dad. Why does he? Why is he cut him off? Blah, blah blah. Yeah. So Earl's dying. He's a very wealthy man. Uh, we work out that he actually owns the TV production company that uh, Jimmy Gator's show yep. is on. Uh, so he has a younger wife, which is Linda, as we said before, who's going crazy because Earl is mm. dying and he's getting worse and worse, deteriorating really badly. And, and it's deathbed confession time. Yes. Yeah. Yes, because they know it's almost the end. And Nurse Phil, he, what a sweet man. He is going above and beyond his duty of care. Yeah. So, to look after this old rich. Like he keeps calling people cocksuckers. Like, yeah. like he doesn't have to be nice <laughs> to this horrible no. old man, but he, you know, he really feels because this man's dying. And, yeah. you know, I guess you only see the best of people. Like, you know, he hasn't seen what this man has been like his whole life. He's just mm. seen this sad old man dying yeah. really painfully. So he's you know going above and beyond for this guy, and so while Earl is kind of admitting all this stuff about his past, and well, even, like, even back before that, he he mentions that T.J. Mackey is his son, yeah. and that he kind of hasn't seen him in a long time, and basically We'd, he's asking Phil to help, yeah, reconnect and them. As for, Phil isn't aware of like the history of no. why T.J. has absolutely no desire to have anything to do with him, so mm. he's like, I can this is something I can do to help this man, like yeah. um, someone I now probably call a friend, and so he the only way he can kind of do it is to bring up the 1877 Team Her yeah. line and try of course and Frank's through. not listed so yeah. <laughs> except for 1800 Team Her or whatever so yeah, yeah that's what he does and it's uh, like really sweet like he's like impassioned pleas to the people who answer the phone like explaining the situation like it's like a movie but this is that scene in that movie and it's real and that's yeah. why those movies exist because this is real please yeah. help me and they actually end up getting through sort of kind of as he's like he angrily TJ Mackey angrily leaves his interview after you know spending the last 10 minutes silently not letting not letting the interview continue mm -hmm. and then he goes back to the seminar and that's where we see that he's very rattled because he starts stuffing up like just little stuff ups he picks the wrong color booklet and when he realizes that he's told him the wrong color booklet he oh, throws angry. it down and he literally table flips like yeah. the best table flip i've ever seen in my life yeah like when i talk about rage table flipping that's what i think of <laughs> <laughs> yeah Everything gone. But it kind of works for his, like, everyone watching is probably like, well, that was strange. But, oh, that's that's TJ. That, that's how it, what he's like. Yeah. But you can, we realise as a viewer, oh, boy, he's he's not dealing too well with all that stuff mm -hmm. that just came out. Afterwards, he storms off. And then that's when. Coincidentally. Yeah. <laughs> Phil has finally gotten his, yeah, is he, it PA on the, yeah, the phone? Yeah, he's gotten, uh, so the the dude PA, which I thought was a really interesting dynamic. So the, his PA is a dude who's there at the hotel with him, but the girl on the phone, I don't know what her position is, but she's like angrily know. bossing around the PA. Like the dynamic yeah, is so different. Right. Like the woman is like being... It's like, I'm walking down the hall. I'm getting off the elevator. And she's like, yeah, fucking hurry up, would you, you idiot? <laughs> and so, yeah, they actually managed to finally get TJ on the phone. And yeah, so like the, his first thing is when he realises what's happening, he's like, what does he want? Like, what does he want from me? Why would he contact me? Is, that's all he can think of is this old man who I want nothing to do with. Yeah. He's dying and he wants something from me, which is, I guess, fair when we start mm -hmm. finding out 
what's happened with him. Yeah, so they um, connect and you be like, what what is TJ going to do? Like, he has this opportunity to go see his father before he dies and you kind of for a moment there think... I don't think he's going to do it. Mm. I think he's too angry and upset to, to do anything. But, um, yeah. yeah, so while we're contemplating that, Linda, Elle's wife, is having a real rough trial. Like, she goes to the pharmacy to fulfil some of her drug needs, but mostly her husband's. And the fucking pharmacist in, who's uh, like, hmm, it's a judgy, lot of things. You shouldn't, he was judging her so <laughs> badly. And, like, she could have been just like, my husband's dying, fuck off. Like, this isn't for me. Yeah. But she's so at her wit's end that she's like, she's like Snaps. how dare you? And she can't ah. even articulate how furious she is. Yeah, yeah. She's just screaming, there's death around me. And, yeah, it's, it's like, kind of funny. because You call like, me lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and but it's also really sad because that poor woman is not handling this whole thing well at all. No. Um, so, like, even when she before she goes back home, she's sitting in the garage and she starts running the exhaust in the window, window and you're like, oh, God, is she going to kill herself right mm. there? But luckily she decides not to. She actually goes inside as Phil's on the phone to TJ's people and when he's like, oh, my God, I guess I'm almost on to TJ. I'm yeah. going to reconnect them. And she's like, oh, no. And, like, she no. makes him hang up the phone and there's, like, another huge scene, like her fifth tantrum of the movie so yeah. far. But funnily um, enough, at the exact same time, that's when TJ himself hung up the phone. Yes. At the other. So it was one of those, because you're sitting there kind of going, oh, don't tell me he's going to decide to find out the story and, and yeah. they've just blown it. But no, it was kind of a... Yeah, TJ, that's when you're like, okay, so TJ's cutting it like he's like, no, fuck him. Yeah. And turn, you know, hangs up the phone at the same time. So you're like, oh, no, what's going to happen? Anyway, we find out very soon. Well, actually, before we find out, there's a, a nice scene. This is, this is a scene that I guess people do find a bit wanky where everyone, it's like a moment where everyone's kind of contemplating what's happened. So like oh, feels yeah. really upset that he may be fucked up by connecting the son and father mm-hmm. when he shouldn't have, like he overstepped his boundaries, you know, all the different characters that something's happened. So they're all contemplating what's happening at the time. So it's like a scene where it cuts to every single character at I guess at the exact same time, what they're contemplating. Mm-hmm. And it's when an Amy Mann song, song, is it Save Me? I think it's Save Me. Some of that I can just remember. Yeah, I can't remember who it is. Uh, and as it goes past each, like a kind of slow pan past each character, and each character is actually, you can hear them singing, singing to along. the song. I guess I can see why people think it's wanky, but I, I liked it. Like, it's in the 90s. Like it took, it took a bit to get, like, because when it started, I'm like, okay, so she, she's got the music in her house because it starts yeah. with Claudia. And yeah. it's simply, you see, like, okay, she's got this diegetic sound. It's it's playing there. And then you're like, okay, we're cutting to other things. That's not unusual. But then, yeah, the other characters are sort of singing along. And, yeah, at first I'm kind of like, okay, th- this has just gone way out, like a break from the realism. But then you're also like, oh, but hang on, they set up the beginning. Is it coincidence? that? Yeah. They all just happen to be listening to that song at the yeah, same the, time the and it's song relevant. on the radio at the same time. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, but I don't know. I thought it was kind of a nice scene. And it's nice to hear Tom Cruise singing, even though he sings in many other films. As it turns out, my husband's like, this is the only time Tom Cruise has sung in a movie. I'm like, have you forgotten about Rock of Ages? <laughs> <laughs> and also Top Gun and also uh, War of the Worlds. He sings yes, I did well. mark that. I was kind of like, that's almost a Cruiseism, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah. They were, they're desperately looking for in this movie. <laughs> Uh, that that scene happens, and I guess when we pan past TJ Mackey, he's uh, singing his his satin. Like what an ugly car! I don't know why. Like that's the first thing I know. The, the ugliest car I've ever seen. For, like this real cool dude pickup artist. But he probably and, doesn't like, need a compensation car. Oh, because maybe maybe that was a TJ. Maybe that was what was cool in there. It was like this ugly beige car. Maybe. Anyway, yeah. So he's like contemplating. You're like, what's he gonna do? And he ends up going to his father's house. 
and you know, Phil lets him in and feels really grateful that he's there. Uh, meanwhile, Linda has disappeared again. And we find out that she's gone off in her car to try and commit suicide again. Yeah. A bit of a pill overdose. And a bit of a drink. Yep. Which is, yep, really sad. He, st- he spends a lot of time inside the house because, I mean, this is a big thing with the, the dogs. <laughs> Your dog comes yeah, in yeah, me, I'm going to drop you had the to dog. Further, he had to further establish that he is the worst guy. Maybe that's like, what... if those dogs come near me, I'm going to dropkick them. I'm like, oh, you piece of shit. Oh, that wouldn't have worked if I arrived today with the welcoming party of the dogs. You'd just be like, oh, Cara, if you can't get those dogs away from me, I'm just going to drop you. I'm like, you can try and drop kick these assholes. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, when they're going to the house, the dogs are barking. I'm like, wow, that's such a familiar scene. Um, so he comes in and, you know, TJ establishes some boundaries. He's like, dogs, if they come near me, I'll drop kick them. I don't want you, you, I don't want you near hanging around. But also you need to hang around just close enough because if something, something happens, happens, I'm not going to help him. Like yeah. if he di- starts dying, too bad. I'm yep. not doing anything about it. So when he sits down in the chair next to his father's deathbed, uh, you can see Phil off in the background just sort of waiting. And yeah, it's a pretty intense scene. Um, possibly some of Tom Cruise's best acting maybe? Like- Super duper emotional. Yeah. Like an, an a range of emotions. Mm. So it starts off. Really angry. Like he's like, basically, you deserve this. Like you piece of shit. Does it hurt? Like, or what do you say, cocksucker? Yeah. Like, does it hurt? Good. Like, doesn't. I hurt hope enough. it's painful. Like, yeah. yeah. And he's really, really angry and like telling him, like, I hope it hurts. Like it hurt my, it hurt my mum. You know, mm. you weren't there, but I was. So yeah, it's basically. And Earl appeals to be unconscious at this point. He's been given some liquid morphine. So yeah. he's kind of out of it. So as well, I guess, yeah, Frank's talking, assuming he can be heard, but essentially it's, he's getting nothing back. So yeah. it really is just a venting. Yeah. Of, it's just his opportunity to get everything off his chest. Yeah, like, get it out. What you're going through now is what my mum went through, but instead of being there for her, you pissed off mm-hmm. to be with other women and you left your 13, 14-year-old son to yep. take care of her, which is fucked. Like, you, all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, so is this why Frank is the way he is? Like, well, I see, even that caused confusion for me. I'm like, well, then you would hate, you hate a man. So why is your whole kind of business and your persona about essentially hating women? Yeah. Is kind of how he comes it's, across. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't get that. You would actually think it would be the opposite. You would, yeah. Yeah. I was trying to work out, like, is this why he hates women? I'm like, that doesn't make sense why you would hate women. Obviously, it's just him acting out in some way. Nature I guess, versus like, nurture, like, you know, do you become, do you yeah, become well, like, that how many asshole people father? Who are, abusers children whether it's physically or you know sexually or whatever mm. become abusers themselves because it's like you know regaining some sort of power that you lost as a child like who know anyway not a psychologist so no. i don't know but it's um, got issues but but to be fair the vent at his unconscious father obviously just you know he hasn't gone to therapy but it feels yeah. like he just got like hours and hours of therapy just out in that yeah. opportunity to and then he's like it. he starts like becoming overcome with emotion and he's like fuck you, I will not cry, I will not cry. And then as he's getting really emotional, it cuts to other scenes. You're like, oh, boy, that's, uh, like, that's a lot. And like we find out other things like, I mean, if you watch the movie, you'll find out, but like Claudia, who you think is just a useless drug addict, mm-hmm. blah, 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 that's kind of how she's set up to be. She ends up going on a date with sweet officer Jim, which is really lovely. And, you know, there's an opportunity for her to, um, I guess, pull her life together because this nice person is reaching out to her. Mm. But also at the same time, you find out from her dying father uh, who's talking to his wife? He's ha- he's having like he's not dying, dying, but he's kind of like a dead. Got two emotion. months, yeah, two yeah. months to live, yeah. And he starts admitting stuff like I cheated on you all the time, my wife. I'm really sorry, blah, blah blah. And then she's like, kind of feels emboldened enough to finally ask him, why doesn't your daughter talk to you? Why does she not want to see you? Like, oh, I don't understand. Can you tell me? And he's like, oh, she got it in her head that maybe I might have molested her. And obviously the wife didn't know that. I think maybe she was being kind of head in the sand. Oh well, they're just fighting. I don't. I'm not going to ask why. Mm. And when she hears that she's kind of like well did you and he's like i don't think so like i I don't know and she realizes oh fuck my husband molested my daughter that's why 
she's like that. And so she storms out and leave him and yep. where it's, it's, it's really intense. Um, we find out all these horrible men have done horrible things yeah. and that these characters who we think are just flawed, not very good people, you know, have reasons for being who they are, which is really yeah. cool and sad. But um, yeah, so we do get back to TJ Mack and then he he's having a big old cry. Oh, look, like, and I, look, I did another one. He did the clap. Oh yeah, while ugly Cruise crying, but it was it was still it was there was a clap the big like... the big Tom Cruise clap yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it's yeah it was fun I don't think I've ever, you ever really see Tom like you see him being really emotional like like Mission Impossible three like he's kind mm. of crying a bit because he's, he thinks his wife's gonna die and there's you know other movies where he thinks like he's lots of tears and everything but you don't have never really seen him cry cry no and for, and to be held in a shot as well not yeah. sort of just um you know cutting yeah. between different angle like it's it's holding on him and you're, you're yeah with him you're, yeah you're there oh, do you yeah. need a hug like yeah i know you're like i'm like poor phil in the back room so i feel like oh do i hug what the fuck do i yeah. do <laughs> this is the worst what have i done yeah but then he says you fucking asshole don't go away so like he turns around like i hope it kills you blah blah, blah and he's you fucking asshole. And he's like pleading with him, don't die. Like now that I've said this, I kind of probably don't want you to die necessarily. Maybe he wants to reconnect. Like it's all, it's really sad. And then as yeah. when mm. after this happened, then it finally cuts to Earl, who you thought was unconscious the whole time. And Earl's just staring directly at him. Like has suddenly yep. regained enough consciousness to, I guess, focus on his son and I guess acknowledge that he's, he's heard there. it. And yeah. And he can't speak though. Like he's, no. he's trying. So the yeah. mouth's opening, but it's, yeah, the power of speech is gone by then. And, and then everything is disrupted because, Frogs. Oh no 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 no! Oh, no he's wonderful. You almost get his last gasp. Remember, it's like that yeah. idea of this—he's he's yeah. literally about to die, and it's this very silent, still moment. Yeah. We cut to black. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, as he as it's um as he's gasping for breath, that's when all the frogs stop. Yeah, like so it's like I don't know how to explain this except frogs start falling from the sky. And I don't again, like I don't know how I missed the movie when it came out, but you would think this would be the spoiler of all spoilers. Like yeah. I and maybe maybe somewhere in the back of my brain someone once told me that's what was famous about this yeah. movie, I guess more than anything else. But yeah, you know, I was just like, What, <laughs> what the, the actual fuck is going on? Yeah, this is like imagine raindrops, but each raindrop is a frog and that falls from the sky over the fa- San Fernando Valley everywhere. So every character is impacted by it in some way. Like little Donny Donny who's the 1960s champion of the quiz show it was like he tried to rob somewhere then he got to get money for braces get money to for braces someone. to impress a young man that who has braces lots lots going that's what i said we can, we can go through frog smash it his face his fa- and then he smashes his face now needs braces <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i guess it is all like that irony and the chance and fate and everything intertwining yeah and yeah, so that's um, Earl. He dies, and the life escapes him. It's actually when the dro- you hear the frogs like easing up, so yeah. which is kind of a poignant moment, I guess. Yeah, and then everyone after that, everyone kind of has to deal with everything that happened that night in the midst of there was a fucking frog apocalypse yeah. that rained down on them all, which is oh, pretty intense. I think my f- f- favorite bit right at the end is like um, William H Macy. He's gotten back into his car. <laughs> reverse and just the sound because the whole entire ground the whole vehicle is covered yeah. in these frogs but just that sound like slipping around that yeah. and that just reminded me um that took me back to a lot of boogie nights because in boogie nights there's a lot of those just even around his same cat you know yeah that same actor it was just again it was just a beautiful little moment for me I yeah like, <laughs> I, I love how every time he was in that car um Desiree's life was playing yeah like it was and it would never kind of fit in it was just like kind of jarring hearing the song yeah and it was always, yeah, it's just obviously his favourite song, always playing. Uh, I guess to wrap it up, because uh, we can't wrap up every what happens to every single character, lots, lots happens, lots of people's lives have all changed in different ways. But basically TJ's like, he's like, 
lying on the couch um, or cut up in the couch and he you know, his dad has just died Phil the nurse is kind of you know helping them and then one of the dogs had died as well oh yeah because there was a sh- you did get a shot where some pills got spilt and oh, you, you actually yeah. saw one of the dogs yeah oh one of the dogs died and oh. I don't know if that was set up because yeah I can't remember which sort of dog was it but I remember at one point the dogs are all barking at the window yeah when um she's come home and she's yeah, sitting yeah. out in the garage and there was one dog that just didn't appear to be barking or doing oh. much movement and I was sort of like oh no I don't oh. I don't and then as a reeling Earl's body out and there's another little Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, why? Why? Why do you need to take out an animal with all this (laughs) other depressing stuff? Like, also lived a full life, that poor dog. Anyway. Yeah, so TJ's, like, caught up on the couch looking kind of miserable and they feels like, oh, Linda's in the hospital. Like, it's a hospital's on the phone for you. Something's happened to her. And, you know, he could have just been like, I don't don't know, I fuck off. But he actually takes it and he's like, was she okay? Like, he actually, I guess, Mm. has... And goes. Like, it kind of ends with him. You know, the last time we kind of see him is going to the hospital. Yeah. Where she is, and you, I don't know. Like, I know you kind of, kind of had a perspective change. And does it take a frog rain to just yeah. kind of? Well, I don't know. You have like the romance film. It's always that that end scene. You know, the yeah. cl- classic cliche is the rain to wash things away. You're yeah. kind of like, did everybody get this fresh start? Yes, yeah. that's exactly. <laughs> the frog storm. Exactly it. Just Stanley, like, you know, my dad has to be nice to me. And well, Paul Thomas Anderson was like, rain is too cliche. Frogs. Yeah. That's what I'll do. <laughs> had to stand out from the crowd. <laughs> Well, and boy, did he. Yeah. Yeah, so probably a terrible job of summing up the plot, especially because we only focused on a couple of characters. But, yeah, I, I reckon go watch the movie. Just some really good performances. Like oh. Tom Cruise was just great playing this scumbag character mm. who, you know, reveals a lot about himself. And then sweet nurse Phil, who is just a... and there were, Just a great ensemble and so many familiar faces. So, if, yeah, if, yeah, if you were dumb, if you'd liked Boogie Nights, that sort of thing, it's, um, you're sitting yeah. going, oh, they're back. Oh, look, yeah. He's, and John C. Riley like, had well really them. not been in much before this. Like, this was his first kind of big role. Yeah, he kind of yeah, started a bit late. Yeah, and, well, he was in he was in uh, Days of Thunder with Tom Cruise That's in right. the 80s. Yep. And, but it was a very small character, very minor character. And, yeah, this is why he was still doing dramatic stuff before mm. he started the comedy. But, it's, yeah, really interesting to see him play kind of a little bit of a goofball character but also still really serious. It was Yeah, he, mm. was, a, he was a very sweet character. Yeah, anyway, um, that's my summary of that is good movie. You should go watch it. Let's talk about Tom Cruise's, not yep. a huge amount. I guess we covered the one where, like, the confidence, like the always-on kind of yep. cocky confidence that we come to accept of Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. but in a character who is the worst guy who no woman would want to be anywhere near if she had any self-respect. Yeah, so that's kind of a thing. But yeah, I guess maybe that co- cocky confidence is kind of, I guess, definitely a Tom Cruiseism, mm. um, which means also means you got lots of those classic smiles when yeah. he was in his coffee uh, in his. Confident, telling his, his seminar, you're getting all of those. Yeah. Look at me, aren't I adorable and yeah, hot? And don't you want the, me? Yeah. And yeah, so there was a lot of that. Classic. Yeah, so in the first movies where I'm like, I don't think I want you. Hey, like, <laughs> you're so good. That vest. Oh, that vest. I had a bigger issue with the tidy whities and I'm sitting there just going, I'm distracted. But I'm the like, is there padding in there, those? Yeah. yeah. But it's like, that, that's it. I know, I've, seen, I've seen his penis in one movie. I don't know if it was padded. <laughs> oh, well, then it just sits awkwardly. I don't know how. He, I don't know how. He, well, no wonder, well, when he sits down, he's got the massive man spread. So that explains yeah. a lot. Yeah. Too, yeah, yeah. I don't think you could. Have, his knees were touching either side of the chair. Yeah. Like that was massive spread. Yeah. There was a, a lot of uh, intense body language from him. Ooh, like, yeah. oh, yeah. He was trying to dominate that poor interviewer. And fuck, mm. fuck him. What other Tom Cruise? Oh, we mentioned, well, we mentioned there was. The little scene there was the clap 
There wasn't running? No running. Mm. And no stunts. Absolutely no stunts. Like he he didn't have to deal with the frog stuff at all. Like he was inside. No, he's he's yeah. of, oh, he's only, he barely acknowledged the frog stuff happening yeah. at all anyway. There's some noise. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm having a moment here, frogs. Can Do you mind? Yeah. So it's it's kind of weird. It's simultaneously a very Tom Cruise-y movie because of yeah, the confidence and everything, but also so not Tom Cruise-y. Well, he's not playing tight. Like, yeah. yeah. Tom, Tom Cruise, especially in all these action movies, he essentially plays Tom Cruise. Yeah. In his movie, so I actually really like the ones where he is playing off type. So even though, yeah, he's yeah, it's weird. He's not playing his normal character. He's more playing, I guess, yeah, how he's presented. He's yeah, he's in reality. Still, so he's yeah. kind of playing Tom Cruise without playing Tom. Like, playing yeah, the worst like- <laughs> possible version of Tom Cruise. Yeah, which is so not Tom Cruise, but yet somehow is. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird mix. And he also has lots of long luscious hair. Which is- <gasps> yes, I did. I did. He always it into a half ponytail, and he's like, I'm like, well, that's definitely his hair. I'm like, he's got a lot of hair, but also that hairdo. In the bin, please. Oh, but just... you can also tell that he's not used to it. Like, I don't know, like ha- someone with long hair and yeah. he's he's stroking it. You know when you're pulling your hair back, yeah. about to put the hair tie on and he's just doing it way too much. I'm like, yeah. nah, man, you just quick in. One, yeah. two, the hair's there. <laughs> you know, messy man bun. But yeah. uh, no, he's um yeah, yeah. really stroking that. Uh, <laughs> but it's no, it's very lovely. I did notice yeah. that there was Lots of lovely long luscious hair. Shine, yes. <laughs> okay, well, if that's all for Tom Cruise-isms, shall we rate the movie? I guess we can. Do you, did you come up with your own rating system? Look, I, I, I did. There's one that I'd really, really like to use, but I'm also aware that, uh, you know, I have students that may track me down and listen, and I don't oh. know if I want to go on record saying that word, but it's... Well, um, <laughs> I can say <laughs> that one. You're going with that one? <laughs> okay, yep. well, in that case, I'm going to give this movie four and a half... Tamed cunts out of five. <laughs> Thank you for that. As I said, that's what I was thinking of, but I'm like, I, I, I don't want to be the one who yeah. says that, but I'm glad it got used. <laughs> you know, then I got to go, the, the bit that I think was my biggest um, OMG was the frogs. So, mm. yeah, I think I'd, I'd go um, four yeah. frogs falling out of the sky yeah. <laughs> out of a possible five. Um, <laughs> And yeah, look, beautiful with the the filmmaking. I think it was probably a tad long. I feel like the yeah. Dixon kid and the Marcy, the black, like the. And I, I did do some reading. Apparently, there was extra bits to that story that got left out. So oh there's God, part of me that it's almost long. like, well, then you should have taken the whole lot out yeah. if you weren't going to go back to it. So maybe with that twenty odd minutes out, it might have been not. Yeah, it was like as cause long. it's a. It's a- Full three hours, just over yep. three hours, and, and it's heavy stuff as well. Yeah. It's not, it's not like a cruisy watch. It's mm, you feel cruisy. every minute if they go. Oh, <laughs> what I did there? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think maybe it could have been a little bit like. But then every time I watch it, I'm like, where are we going? Like, I think we're only halfway through, but then we're almost at the end. I'm like, oh shit, I can't keep up. Like, it's so. I think I've gotten used to how long it is now after watching it a few times. But yeah, maybe two and a half. Cut it down to two and a half. Probably would have been. Yeah. The best for it. Be better. But you mentioned how long it probably would have been if he kept everything in there. Yeah. Just another one of those, yeah. But even I think it says a lot about him as a director at the time to mm. to be a young director and like because normally his studios are pushing and pushing and it's like, you know, we'll cut that for the theatrical release and yeah. maybe you can put it in for a DVD cut. But to actually let him yeah. release like it have, at over three hours. The was... power that man had as a filmmaker, so young. Mm. and so early in his career. Like, he'd yeah. hardly done anything by that point. Like, it was his yep. first, I think, second or third feature. Yeah. And, yeah, like, wow, I don't know, he must just be able to charm pants off executives somewhere. Must something right, yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably it. If you're all confused, you're like, what the fuck, frogs? We don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> we all felt that. Uh, but, yeah, really good film. Really uh, just interesting, like, a really awesome cast and, oh, actually, the actor who played Earl, he was actually dying in real life. Like, that was his oh, was last he? thing. Yeah. Oh. So that was kind of poignant. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, imagine acting that and then he died within a few months after yeah. the movie coming out. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so not, yeah, don't watch it if you're in a bad mood or anything because you probably, your mood won't get better. No, no, it's very depressing moments. <laughs> yeah, men are shit is basically the yeah. old white rich men, not good guys. Yeah, I think that's all we need to uh, cover. So, Sally, would you like to tell us where we can find you online? Um, yeah, look, I, I go on Instagram. I wear theme outfits every day if you feel like checking those out. Um, just for Cara, I did a bit of a Mission Impossible 2 for today because it's yeah. 20 years this year. Um, but you can find me at Director of Mayhem. Uh, it's spelled D-I-E-W-R-E-C-K-T-O-R of Mayhem. But, yeah, I'm sure she'll tag it and you can see. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love your Disney bounding very much. Uh, there are not many people in Australia really know what Disney bounding is, so it's nice to have someone else. It would be better if we had a Disneyland here. That yes, it, it probably would. be would. more relevant. I should really organise one for DreamWorld <laughs> or something. But that's another story for another time. Yep. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Please check out Magnolia and I'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.